What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the Figures of Sport podcast. You're here with your boy, Brandon, and um, we have some big, big news. Um, although it didn't come out today, it came out uh, at some point last week, but Major League Baseball is back, and we are going to see a 162-game season, full play, full pay, and... Um, Spring training started yesterday. Today is Monday, March fourteenth, th- uh, I believe, and um, Major League Baseball is is back. Spring training officially started yesterday. Uh, that was the mandatory return date, and um, we are now going to be able to see a lot of things happen. There was still a lot of big name free agents, uh, Carlos Correa. Freddie Freeman, Trevor Story, uh, just to name a few that uh, can now sign and uh, we'll see where they go. And it's it's going to be an exciting next couple of weeks. So opening day is scheduled for April 7th. Uh, so the season was only pushed back about a week. Um, and the, the games that were missed are going to be scheduled at the end of the season or through doubleheaders. Um, so there's there's going to be baseball, a full 162-game season, and we are now ready to kick the podcast off into baseball season. Uh, but before we go there, remember, we are a sports podcast, so of course we have to talk about the biggest news in sports. And the biggest news that came out yesterday was Tom Brady returning to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers for his 23rd season. And like I said, I know that this is going to be a more – baseball-focused podcast episode, but the fact that Tom Brady's returning after just two months in retirement, I mean, I know we didn't think he was going to be gone for long, but he didn't even get to enjoy a full season off. And I don't think that surprises a lot of people. Uh, Right before the announcement, too, there was a video posted uh, between him and Cristiano Ronaldo. And uh, in that video, Ronaldo asked him if he's done. And you see a lot of hesitation from Brady. And about an hour or two later, we see uh, Tom Brady himself tweet out that he will be returning and uh, playing his 23rd season. And this is this is going to be probably one of the biggest stories uh, of the NFL offseason. You know, um, the Buccaneers were keeping him in the loop with personnel decisions and and free agency and things of that sort. So we're going to see how uh, this Tampa Bay Buccaneers team is kind of revamped uh, or, you know, what pieces may possibly be gone, what pieces may be coming back. But all I know is that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are now going to have a uh, their quarterback back. And it's going to be exciting to see the direction they take this and – you know, if they can, you know, go ahead and, and try to win another championship for Tom Brady. And, you know, I think that when it comes down to uh, certain things you see online, um, Tom Brady has, over the last few years, he's lost a playoff game and then won the Super Bowl, and then lost a playoff game and then won the Super Bowl. He won a Super Bowl in 2020. He lost a playoff game in 2021, and now that we're in 2022, it only seems right that he would win another Super Bowl, right? 
I mean, there's a lot of competition. Um, the Packers are bringing back Aaron Rodgers. And, you know, of course you have out in the AFC the Kansas City Chiefs, the Buffalo Bills, um, that are the projected, um, you know, AFC conference winners or possible AFC conference winners. So it's going to be an exciting time. Tom Brady back in his 23rd season, he had a season at 45 years old, 44 years old, that is better than some guys in their prime years, uh, early 20s, late 20s. I mean, Tom Brady, he is the greatest quarterback of all time. So I guess we'll have to go ahead and see. Um, but NFL free agency is kicked off as well. Right now, a lot of the signings that you see are from players that were released um, or contract extensions. But the full NFL season uh, or free agency window kicks off, I believe, this Wednesday, March 16th. And we're going to see a lot. Uh, the That's when the league goes into the new calendar year. And uh, one thing that, that did happen uh, that I do want to talk about being from Chicago is the Khalil Mack trade to the, uh, sorry, I, I think still San Diego, but the Los Angeles Chargers. Um, Khalil Mack was traded for, I believe, a second round pick and a fifth round pick or sixth round pick. Um, but I mean, this is, you know, on top of that, the Chicago Bears also released Tariq Cohen and Danny Trevathan um, while also placing Eddie Goldman on the trade block. This is going to be, I mean, these are the first moves that the the Bears' new front office is really putting together. So we're going to have to see what direction we're going in. Um, although, you know, you don't want to go into a full rebuild when you have a second-year quarterback uh, that had a really, I mean, the Bears have a solid defense. It, it, that's that's not been in question over the last couple of years. Um, they could have always been better, um, but... You know, they have a solid defense and a solid defensive core. Now we're going to see how the offense is rebuilt. So I, I'm assuming a lot of these moves were for cap space and to be able to put better players uh, around Justin Fields offensively. But there, there is going to be some changes uh, on the defensive side for the Chicago Bears. So we're going to have to see how this team shapes up going into the 2022 season. And... Um, what this new front office and coaching staff can do to still put a productive, you know, unit on the field on both sides of the ball in 2022. Uh, Ryan Poles, the Bears' new GM, did say that they wanted to build through the draft and, um, you know, acquire specific type of players, aggressive, physical, fast uh, type of players. So we're going to have to see really just how much of – building through the draft the bears are planning to do uh, are they going to continue to shed cap space and and acquire picks or is this something where they just knew they they can suffice without a couple pieces here and there um based on the new defensive philosophies that you know getting rid of these guys is something that they can still benefit from acquire these younger guys and then still kind of instill them into the defense and create something that, if not replicates what the defense was over the last couple of years, is very similar to it um, productivity-wise. So we'll, we'll have to see how the Bears go about that. But um, we will, we'll do a full in-depth 
uh, football podcast coming up soon. We just want to see. Um, maybe we'll wait and, and see where some of the bigger pieces fall uh, in, as far as in free agency. But today's a day for baseball. So let's let's get back to the Major League Baseball. And as I had mentioned earlier, the lockout is officially over. And so here are some of the notable details from the accepted proposal. Um, the competitive balance tax threshold has moved up to $230 million, where Major League Baseball originally wanted it to stay at $220. Um, now in 2023, it's going to be $230 million, and it peaks at $244 million in the final year of the CBA. Um, there's also a an added luxury tax tier, uh, which is over $290 million. You are now penalized. Uh, an additional time if you hit that $290 million threshold. And um, a lot of people have really thought that that goes directly against Steve Cohen, the, the New York Mets owner, and um, because of their tax or, or because of their, their salary uh, that they're uh, supposed to be dishing out for this year. So we'll have to see how that plays. Uh, he said he is okay with it. I mean, he said that's a lot of money, but he wants to win baseball games. And Steve Cohen, if there's any owner in baseball that is willing to pay that premium price to have a competitive team, it is going to be Steve Cohen. So now we see that um, the highest tier used to be 40 million above the threshold, but now it's at 60 million, uh, which is, like I said, an, an additional uh, tier that was added. And uh, so now the minimum salary uh starts at 700,000 and peaks at about 780,000 in the final year of the CBA. And these two teams, it seemed like over the last couple of, you know, days or week or so of discussions, they weren't necessarily very far apart on that. Um, it was always, I think major league baseball had sat at about 690 to 700,000 while the Players Association was pushing for about 710, 720. So they were able to kind of meet in the middle there and, and just hit that 700,000 minimum salary. The Players Association also wanted a pre-arbitration bonus pool of $80 million. And uh, Major League Baseball, in one of the original uh, proposed uh, deals, was $20 million. The agreed-upon number was $50 million, so... Kind of right, right there in the middle, thirty million over what you know Major League Baseball had originally proposed, and thirty million under what the Players Association had originally proposed. So, you know, you, it it ended up being a relatively fair deal on both sides. And now, starting this year, we will see a twelve-team playoff format, which is going to be the three division winners uh, and the three, the next three best teams. So. For example, the winner, the division winner of the ALNL East, ALNL Central, and ALNL West, those three teams in each uh, league will receive the uh, first three seeds, and then the next three seeds will go to the next three best teams, uh, regardless of division, based on best records. So we're going to see that now, and that's going to be an exciting thing. Um, there were 16 teams in the COVID year of 2020 when baseball returned. And I felt that that was too many teams to be involved in the playoffs. 
you know, when over half the league is involved in the playoffs, it, it does it, – it's pretty obvious that there's a lot of teams that shouldn't be in there. But I, I believe that 12 teams is, is fair. Uh, the 12-team format is very, very fair, six teams on each side. Uh, the one and two seeds for each league will receive a bye uh, into the division round, while the three seed will play the six seed and the four seed plays the five seed. Um, and then after that, there is going to be no reseeding. It will be one plays the winner of three, six, and two plays the winner of four, five. So it, it's it's going to be good. You know, baseball's back, and it's it's exciting that we are now going to be able to have a full baseball season. Um, I believe spring training games start later this week, if I'm not mistaken. I believe it's March 17th or 18th, so we will see some spring training baseball this week as well, um, and it's exciting. I mean, it's very exciting, and, you know, of course, when – the lockout was over. We knew that there was going to be some some deals, whether they were trades or signs uh, signings made. And one of the the first big deal that was announced was the uh, addition of Carlos Rodon to the San Francisco Giants. He signed a two year, forty four million dollar deal with an opt out after the first year, um, joining the you know, a, a very solid, very solid uh, pitching staff in San Francisco, joining the likes of Logan Webb, Alex Cobb, and and those guys. So it, it's it's going to be very nice there. Uh, Alex Wood is also part of that rotation, Anthony Desclafini. So, you know, a lot of those guys, too, besides uh, Logan Webb, were all signed on two- and three-year deals. Uh totaling 125 million over you know uh through those four pitchers so we're gonna see how the the giants are going to stack up this year um but some breaking news that actually just came out uh fernando tatis jr has a fractured wrist and will be missing about three months uh which is a devastating blow for the san diego padres um tatis was I believe the runner up in last year's national league MVP race. And now he's going to be out for the first three months of the season with a fractured wrist. And um, that is going to be tough for the, for the Padres to recover from. It is going to be very tough for them to recover from. In my opinion, um, it's not easy to lose your star player. And on top of that, losing him for a period of three months, it's going to be rough. Now, the Padres are also trying to do some some you know things where they're trying to unload the contracts of Will Myers and Eric Hosmer, but those are two guys that are getting paid significant amounts of money, and it's going to be hard for the Padres to unload those contracts and really get anything that they're going to like in return. You know, Eric Hosmer has four years and sixty million dollars left on his contract, while Will Myers has. Um, I believe he's a $20 million uh, contract for this year. So it's, it is it is going to be rough for them to really go ahead and get something that they are going to like in return. But, um, you know, hey, the, the Padres are going to do certain things now. They're going to have to try to, you know, make things right. 
uh, now with Tatis out, you're probably going to see uh, a guy like um, a guy like uh, Jay Cronenworth probably play a lot of shortstop this year. And uh, I mean, of course, Manny Machado is going to hold down third base. And, uh, you know, like I said, we're going to see how the Padres are going to take this and what direction they're going to go from here. It could end up being something that is beneficial for them, but it could also end up being something where, you know, they can sign a a non-risk guy, you know, I, just for an example of Andrelton Simmons, although he signed with the Chicago Cubs yesterday, um, could a guy similar to that would be beneficial for them. Uh, that could really help them out big time, you know, just being able to play defense and be be able to just kind of hold the place of Tatis uh, over the time being. And then possibly, you know, if Cronenworth plays in the outfield, Simmons could always move over to second base. But of course, this is all this is all hypothetical since he has already signed with the Chicago Cubs. But, you know, um, it's going to be it's going to be tough <laughs> with the Giants still looking to replicate what they perf- what they did last season and the Dodgers still being the Dodgers and you know it- it's going to be a tough season for the Padres starting off with this news um, Fernando Tatis is a guy that can keep them in the race um, but the lack of his presence can definitely take them out of the race um, and for three months it's it's going to be hard to see them really kind of stay toe-to-toe with with a team like the Giants or the uh, Dodgers. So we'll see how things go there. But uh, other thing, uh, a blockbuster trade kind of happened yesterday night. The Yankees acquired Josh Donaldson and shortstop Isaiah Kinder-Falefa for uh, Gary Sanchez and Gio Urshela. So the Twins are now going to have a new-look catcher, a new-look third baseman, uh, they're getting younger in that area, but uh, the Yankees are going to receive some veterans. You know, Josh Donaldson uh, is going to be their third baseman now, and Kiner Falefa is going to be their shortstop. You know, they are they they really didn't necessarily have one of those. Um, Glaber Torres, it seems, is more of a second baseman, and we still don't know what they're going to do with uh, a guy like DJ LeMahieu. Um, he could he could split time at third base, or he could end up being their first baseman um, because the Yankees don't necessarily have a first baseman right now. I mean, Luke Voigt, yeah, but they don't necessarily have a guy that I don't think they're super content with. Uh, There's some rumors of them possibly bringing back Rizzo. Uh, They have hopes of signing Freddie Freeman, but, you know, we'll have to see what direction the Yankees go. Of course, like I said, they do still have DJ LeMayhew, so we'll kind of see where he ends up slotting in this lineup once the Yankees are done for the offseason in, in adding players. Um, but another another deal that we should discuss is Nelson Cruz agreeing to a one-year contract with the Washington Nationals. So now we are going to see uh, Nelson Cruz and Juan Soto probably batting back-to-back in the same lineup. And there were some rumors that he was debating between the Padres and the Dodgers, um, which also for to to relieve any confusion, 
the National League does now have the universal DH, so that is the reason why you will see some guys that maybe align with more of a designated hitter type of position joining the National League now because of that universal DH now being implemented this year. Um, but, yeah, I mean, Nelson Cruz had – there were rumors that he could be joining the Padres, Padres or Dodgers, and we now see him agree to a deal with the Nationals. So that is a very interesting deal, and we're going to now see those two guys back, uh, bat back-to-back, and uh, there's going to be a lot of power in that 3-4 or 4-5 position uh, for the Washington Nationals. Um, the Minnesota Twins were part of two relatively big trades, uh, the first being that Donaldson one, and now they also picked up Sonny Gray and a minor leaguer for uh, Minnesota's first-round pick in the 2020 first-year player draft, Chase Petty. And um, it's kind of a – I mean, I'm confused as to what direction the Twins are going. You know, they're they're getting rid of some guys. They're adding some guys. And they do have a new GM in front office, so I guess this is, this is part of their plan. But um, we'll have to see really how good the Minnesota Twins can be. Uh, remember a couple years ago, uh, they did have that squad where, you know, they hit a lot of home runs. And they were a very solid team. But we'll have to see kind of now what direction they're going to go in. It seems like they want to win. Um, but the AL Central seems to be a, a division where it's going to be very heavily favored for the Chicago White Sox. Speaking of the Chicago White Sox, they signed uh, right-handed pitcher Joe Kelly to a two-year $17 million deal. And that is one that I am very fond of. Uh, I like that deal a lot. Um, Joe Kelly is a guy that he very much fits into the personality of the Chicago White Sox, and he is going to be a great addition in that bullpen. I mean, just the White Sox bullpen in general is going to be absolutely lethal. I mean, yes, um, they did lose Carlos Rodon, which is going to place Michael Kopech into the starting rotation, but you have guys like Kendall Graveman, uh, Joe Kelly, Aaron Bummer, Garrett Crochet, uh, Liam Hendricks. Um, not sure what the plan is yet, just yet on Craig Kimbrell, but they're going to have Craig Kimbrell as well, and that is going to be that is going to be something that could turn out to be the best bullpen we have seen um, over the last few years in Major League Baseball. And supposedly they're not done. There's rumors that they are not done. Uh, Rumors that they might try to bring back Ryan Tapera. They also did sign a guy in Vince Velasquez uh, who maybe doesn't catch your eye based on his 2021 season stats, but he's a guy that can just go out there and eat innings, uh, kind of be a spot starter, very similar to a Ronaldo Lopez um, for the Chicago White Sox. Although he isn't going to be the best pitcher you got, he's a guy that can you know help you out when you know other guys in your pen are tired. And that is huge depth in major league baseball bullpens is absolutely huge we saw how last year the bullpen and the rotation kind of limped into the playoffs uh just kind of being overworked over the last month so um the white Sox are building a very solid bullpen um and now we'll just have to see what what the next steps for them are um one of the biggest deals though of uh since the lockout has you know kind of been over has been the Mets receiving Chris Bassett from the Athletics. Um, and now this is going to be 
I mean, the the New York Mets now have a very dangerous top three. Um, although Chris Bassett is a guy who's who's re- relatively solid. Um, you know, you have the one-two punch in Scherzer and Degrom, and then you have a guy like Bassett to kind of come right after. It's going to be they they have a very nice rotation there. Uh, guys like Taiwan Walker and Carlos Carrasco rounded out, but to have a top three like that is very, very, very dangerous. Um, I mean, two of the best pitchers in baseball at the top of your rotation, and then another solid guy uh, in Chris Bassett. The Mets are a dangerous team. Uh, they made some very good acquisitions offensively as well this year, but um, we'll have to see where where they're going to go. I mean, the, AL, the NL East is a division that has been ran by the Atlanta Braves over the last few years, so we'll have to see kind of the matchups that we see there now. Um, it looks like the New York Mets are poised to return to the playoffs and make a deep run, but of course, in the game of baseball, you never know what can happen. Hey, I mean, nobody knew the Atlanta Braves were going to win last year, right? Nobody even thought that. But, you know, other deals we got. uh, Kershaw returning to the Dodgers on a one-year $17 million deal. Um, There were some rumors that he could join the Texas Rangers, go back home where he grew up. But he is returning back to Los Angeles. And um, we will see, of course, the Dodgers remain very much similar to how they looked last year. despite losing uh, Max Scherzer. So they will have, uh, they still will have the opportunity to be a very dominant team. And uh, I believe they have a couple bullpen guys uh, that are free agents still, and we'll see where they end up going to. But as I had mentioned before, uh, Andrelton Simmons joining the Chicago Cubs. And there are some rumors that the Chicago Cubs are looking to add Carlos Correa. And although nothing has happened yet, nothing is official, um, we'll have to see how that ends up. They did just sign on Jonathan Simmons, uh, which could be a, could kind of be a stopgap just in case nothing happens on the Correa side. But uh, they do have, they do have cap space. So it is a possibility. So we are not 100% sure what direction uh, they're going in that um, but it's going to be exciting. I mean, we have a lot of baseball, a lot of offseason left to go. And I mean, for Major League Baseball to just be back, that's the best part. Major League Baseball is back and we are going to see a full season. And I mean, like I said, we got less than a month. We have less than one month before Major League Baseball is back. And Spring training starts this week. Uh, well, spring training games start this week. Spring training started yesterday. And we have a few weeks where free agency is going to start to get a lot more explosive. I mean, we still have guys like Freddie Freeman, Carlos Correa, Trevor Story, um, a lot of big, big name guys that have yet to sign. And we are going to see great baseball this year i think the players are excited to get back on the field the owners are excited to get them back on the field and um let's play ball i mean hey baseball is back and we'll see you guys in the stadiums and we have a lot more coming for you guys on this podcast so make sure you guys tune in let's play ball